Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and H.M.S. Richards, the Voice of Prophecy speaker. Sing a song that will cheer us by the way In a little while we're going home For the night will end in the everlasting day In a little while we're going home In a little while, in a little while We shall cross the billows shall meet at last when the stormy winds are past. In a little while we're going home. There's a rest beyond, there's relief from every care. In a little while we're going home. And no tears shall fall in that city bright and fair In a little while we're going home In a little while, in a little while We shall cross the billows foam We shall meet at last when the stormy winds are past In a little Heavenly Father, we thank Thee today that we may witness to the glory of Christ. We pray that Thou bless every listener, bring strength to the weak and healing to the sick, and give us spiritual light. In Jesus' name. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of sin cannot molest near to the heart of God. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, 
sent from the heart of God. Hold us who bow before thee, near to the heart of God. King's Heralds are now joined by Brad Braley at the Council of the Esther Jorgen in the Los Angeles White Memorial Church to bring us a song of prayerful devotion to God written by the master oratorio writer George Frederick Handel. Holy Art Thou.
here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, that blessed hope. There are certain pictures that a person never forgets. One such is George Frederick Watts' painting entitled Hope, which hangs in the famous Tate Gallery in London. Anyone who views this picture is interested at once. He sees a beautiful blindfolded figure seated upon a globe which represents the world. The girl holds in her hand a harp, all the strings of which are broken, all except one. In the dark gray sky above, there's just one star. With her hand, the blindfolded girl is touching the one string, and her lovely head is bent toward it in closest attention, earnestly waiting to catch the note of that one vibrating wire. So Frederick Watts conceived of hope triumphant over the world of sin, sorrow, pain, and death. After seeing this famous painting, Harold Bigby wrote, And ever on her lonely string expects some music from above, some faint confirming whispering of fatherhood and love. One star, one string, and through the drift of aeons and with human cries, she waits the hand of God to lift the bandage from her eyes. It was gruff old Thomas Carlyle who said, Man is based on hope. He has no other possession but hope. Is it not a matter of fact, friends, that today we need a great revival of hope? As Tennyson put it, the mighty hopes that make us men. There is just such a revival of hope for us in God's plan, but that revival comes from knowing God better. For every good and blessing that the world needs must come from Him. It may surprise some of us to know that God Himself has taken hope as one of His names. In His majestic prayer, the prophet Jeremiah addresses God with these words, O oh, the hope of Israel! the Savior thereof in the time of trouble. Jeremiah 14, verse 8. And the Apostle Paul speaks of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our hope. 1 Timothy 1. Since Christ himself is our hope, every true hope will be centered in him in the days just before he comes. The hope for a better world, the hope for world peace, the hope for universal help, the hope for life. And this is exactly what the New Testament prophecy holds out to us. Listen to these wonderful words in Titus 2, 11 to 13. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. There it is. That's exactly what the grace of God does. It teaches us to look for that blessed hope, and right here in this present world, too. It teaches us to live as we ought to live while we're looking for something glorious and wonderful about to take place. We're looking for Jesus Christ and his glorious appearing, which is our blessed hope. Why? Because it brings to this world the blesser himself, even Jesus our Lord. 
And because it will, therefore, bring all the blessings promised to the people of God from the beginning of time, only then will be brought to pass the poet's vision of a warless world. Only then will the war drums throb no longer and the battle flags be furled. Only then will the hospitals be closed because of no patronage. Only then will medical science be merged into the pure science of immortal minds, contemplating the expanding glory of the universe of God. Only then will all cemeteries be emptied and death itself swallowed up in life. According to the twelve great lines of Bible prophecy, the days just before our Lord's second advent are days of tension, times of confusion and trouble on a worldwide scale, a time of great human activity, anticipation, disappointment, disillusionment, invention, rapid travel, a time of war, a time of fear of war, a time when hope will be at a premium. Notice in this 13th verse of the second chapter of Titus the triad in the words, that blessed hope. First, the word that emphasizes a specific, definite hope. All other hopes that have thrilled the church from the beginning find their completion in this hope. It is the great hope. It is that blessed hope. It is blessed because it will bring blessings now to the one who has the hope in his heart and still greater blessings when Christ the blesser himself returns to this earth. It is that blessed hope. And hope has been called the very salt and sinew of life. How could we live without it? How could Christians live without this blessed hope? Things will not go on forever as they've been going and are going, you know that. A great change for the better will come because the changer himself, the Lord of creation and of redemption, has promised to return. No wonder that promise brings a hope in our hearts, which is called the blessed hope. Hope is something that will live forever because it is based on the sure word of God. When all other Christian gifts, the work of apostles, the Christian ministry, the word of prophets, teachers, miracles, healings, helps, governments, diversity of tongues, knowledge, when all these have vanished away, three of God's gifts will abide forever, faith, hope, charity. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. This blessed hope is that which the human heart really longs for, sustains us in health and sickness and poverty and good times and tranquility and trouble. It was Annie R. Smith who wrote about a man who had worked hard and suffered much for the cause of God in these words. I saw one weary, sad, and torn with eager steps press on the way who long the hallowed cross had borne, still looking for the promised day. While many a line of grief and care upon his brow was furrowed there, I asked what buoyed his spirits up. Oh, this, he said, the blessed hope. On a trip overseas some time ago, I met three very interesting persons within a week. The first, while our plane was delayed nearly all night on the airfield at Geneva, Switzerland. The second, while on the plane between Rome and Athens. And the third, on a midnight train between London and Edinburgh. The first is an important man in the world of art. The second, a successful oil man going back to his interests in the Near East. The third, an eminent military figure. After we spoke of the hope of Christ's return, the need of the world for that wonderful event, and God's promises to bring it about, as well as the signs of the times which show that Christ's glorious coming is near, each of the three men expressed himself in almost identical terms. 
though no one of them knew that the others had made a similar statement. Here's what they said. You have something worth living for, something worth looking forward to, something to give life meaning. And so has anyone who has that blessed hope in his heart. It's not only the hope of individuals, it's really the hope of the world. My father was a preacher of this blessed hope, and memory just now goes back to boyhood. It seems that I can hear his earnest words repeating Matthew twenty-four thirty-six, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. For as in the days that were before the flood, the eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall all the, so the coming of the Son of Man be. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. There at the end of the platform in the big tent sat my mother at the little organ. It seems that I am there now watching her and can hear her sweet voice beginning to sing at the close of Father's sermon, We know not the hour of the Master's appearing, but signs all foretell that the moment is nearing when he shall return. Tis a promise most cheering, but we know not the hour. I'm so glad that my brother and I grew up with our first memories of childhood, filled with God's promises of this blessed hope. We've always had something to live for, something to look forward to. Now Father is gone, asleep in Jesus. But we know that when the Savior comes, he will awaken his likeness, whose gospel he fully preached. It is wonderful to live with a great hope in your heart. Dostoevsky was right when he said, the secret of man's being is not only to live, but to have something to live for. I'm glad that my grandfather and father preached this message of hope in Christ. I'm glad that I can preach it, that my sons are preaching it. It is because of this hope that we labor earnestly to bring others to a knowledge of it. As John Wesley put it, we're to do all the good we can to all the people we can as long as ever we can. The message of our crucified, risen, and soon-coming Lord is certainly reaching out to earth's remotest bounds. And the gospel in all its setting is preparing a people to meet him. As it goes out and onward, it must make the world better. It must care for the sick and the troubled. It must help people who are in need physically. It must be a healing, helpful, holy, redeeming message spiritually. It must bring man to God. It was for the hope of Israel that the Apostle Paul was bound with those chains there in the Mamertine prison. It is for the hope of God's people now that we must sacrifice and labor and pray until the day breaks and the shadows flee away and the king is here again. It is this hope that the voice of prophecy proclaimed. We have dedicated this radio broadcast and our Bible correspondence schools to the building up, encouraging of this hope in the hearts of men. Yes, the king will be here again. While the pilgrims here on earth, we journey on. In this dark veil of sin and gloom, through tribulation, hate and scorn, or through the portals of the tomb, Till our returning king shall come to take his exiled captives home. Oh, what can buoy the spirits up to this alone, the blessed hope.
Make you saints and raise your eyes and raise your voices high. Awake and praise that sovereign love that shows salvation nigh. Awake and praise that sovereign love that shows salvation nigh. Behold, I come, the Savior cries, on wings of love I fly. So come, dear Lord, my soul replies, and bring salvation nigh. So come, dear Lord, my soul replies, and bring salvation nigh. Then, waiting brethren, let us sing, he will not tarry long. And fill with joy the hours that bring the glory of our song. And fill with joy the hours that bring the glory of our song. While the year is still fresh, let's renew our resolutions, look to God for strength, and go forward in faith. And now, here's a final word from H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. Have faith in God with all our ills to cope. Have faith in God, the gate of life to ope. Have faith in God, the one, the blessed hope. Have faith, dear friend, in God. And now a special word to all of our Voice of Prophecy friends around the world. Every radio broadcast depends upon the interest of the people to continue. And that interest is shown in letters. Have you written to the Voice of Prophecy lately? Have you told us how you enjoy the programs? Have you made your suggestions about its improvement and its continuance? We hope that you will write to us. Remember, the Voice of Prophecy address is simply Box 55, Los Angeles, California. We do appreciate your letters. And we thank you for them. And if you write for anything and do not receive it right away, write again and let us know because we wish to serve you and bring blessing to your home. And now we say that we hope that this program of ours has served to bring you spiritual strength for the coming week. And we invite you to join us again next week for another broadcast brought to you by the Voice of Prophecy. And so we say... The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.